You mean this was some sort of a game? I couldn't have dreamed it. Hello and welcome, I am Silent Noise and this is THE Arsenal Cast. Now before we get stuck into the result, you can follow us on Through Harmony Equals Arsenal and support us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube on THE Arsenal Cast. You can catch the blog on www.theacast.com. So check us out, like, subscribe and get involved. So... Fulham nil, Arsenal 3. We'll get straight into the lineup, shall we? Now, it was pretty much as I expected, to be fair. I envisioned Arteta going off with a three at the back and the wingbacks, two in midfield and the three up top, pretty much as he did towards the back end of the season, only due to injuries and team selection, people coming back from their holidays. You know it is. So he went with Leno in goal, which was a bit surprising. That was one of the positions I was looking out for. Martinez did a pretty good job overall to the back end of last season. Didn't deserve to be dropped, in my opinion. Um, performed well in the, in the FA Cup final. Again, in the Community Shield against Liverpool. Did extremely well. So, yeah, he's a bit unlucky to be dropped, but by all accounts, it looks like he's going for the move. He wants more playing time, and I can't knock that at the end of the day. He's not getting the time that he would like. Uh, and Arteta can't promise it. We've got two great goalkeepers, so him forcing a move, I'm not I'm not too upset about that. We'll get best side of 20 million for him. So, yeah, he went with Leno in goal. Then in front of him... um. David Luiz picked up the injury in the Community Shield, so it's a bit unfortunate. Actually, I heard that he's going to be out for six weeks, which I didn't expect. So it looks like back three might be pretty much as we've seen it today, with Rob Holding, Gabriel and Tierney. And I was a bit surprised. I thought Saliba might have came in, only because Saliba's been training with the team towards the back end of last season. A little bit longer than what Gabriel has. Gabriel hasn't played for a while, as I understand it. So I was a bit surprised, but he went with Gabriel. Must have showed some good stuff in training. And then I didn't know who the win-backs would be, whether or not we would see Bellerin, who's been linked with moves away. But I'm glad I'm glad Bellerin played and Ainsley meeting the Niles on the, uh, on the left-hand side as well. Leaving the two in the midfield as Xhaka, and he went with El Nenny, who played in um, a couple of the preseason games. I think he played in the Community Shield as well. Yeah, he played in Community Shield. Had a good game in the Community Shield actually. So he stuck with El Nenny over rushing in Sabios, and up top it was Abba on the left hand side. Now, unlike most people, I actually I don't mind Abba on the left. It's kind of I think when you play Abba through the middle, in my opinion, I lose a little bit of the hold up play and I don't mind I don't mind him playing out on a wide where he can then come in on his on his favoured foot and uh rifle in his shots, his trademark shots. And then Lacazette down the middle, 
And the surprise selection again was William. I thought Saka might have started on the right-hand side or at least Pepe coming in, but William straight into the team. And why not? He's been playing for Chelsea. I know he picked up an, a knock towards the end of the season, but still, he's, he knows Premier League inside out. So, yeah, it was good selection. Good selection. And right from the off... um can see what Arteta's game plan was. He, the team was doing a lot of one-touch, quick passing. They were pressing high up the pitch. If you look at like the first five minutes, they were they were at them. They were pressing high up the pitch, one-touch passing. It was looking good from everyone. Everyone looked kind of assured in possession. And then Gabriel had a little scary moment. I'm not sure what time it was in the game, but it, it was early. He had a little bit of scary moment where he passed the ball back to Leno and there was a little bit of a misunderstanding which just allowed enough time and I think it was camera coming in on goal for Fulham just allowed enough time for him to get a half chance. He, I think he actually got the ball and it was just a great save from Leno. It's a bit of a bit of an unusual one because that could have that could have went either way and. If, if that ended up being a goal, you just imagine the uh, heads dropping a little bit, the confidence being knocked out of our new signing, and it could have really set a bad tone for the team. But luckily, the guys, the guys uh, stuck together and stayed at it, sorted their, sorted their feet out, and got on with it. And the goal comes in the eighth minute. Lacazette scores a goal. Um, Play the ball gets knocked over the top, goes out wide to the left hand side, and the Bamiang can't really do too much with it. So he um squares it back to Jaco, who I think miscues his shot, and then it land it almost ricochets and then comes falls to William's feet, and William in sorting his feet out does like a point blank pops his shot off, and it just comes off the keeper and just lands nicely in front of Lacazette's path which I mean come on as a striker first game of the season you just want anything to get up and off the mark and a little tap in like that <laughs> take that all day all day long so it was a great start actually 10 minutes into the game they were, they were doing some nice one touch passing mainly attacking down the left hand side um it was looking quite good actually um at times it was Kind of, it was almost like we wasn't playing a back three with wing backs. It was, um, he kind of tweaks the formation a little bit. He was using Ainsley Maitland-Niles to come in off that left-hand side to almost make a third person in the midfield, tucking up and sometimes even pressing on ahead of a Bamiang or Lacazette to... Um, to overpack that and crowd that midfield area, um, you have obviously you got Lacazette dropping deep. So with Lacazette dropping deep, easily making the Niles pushing up, and then you've still got Shaka and El Nini in the midfield area. It was almost like an overload of being created, and then Tierney was shuffling out to the left hand side, almost like a like a left back, and then you had Gabriel and Holding in the middle with Bellerin. As a as a right back, so it was almost like a four. Sometimes it was like a four three three, 
at times. And without the ball, they'll just revert back to this um, 3-4-3 formation. It was um, it was quite flexible, actually. Ainsley Maitland-Niles had a lot to do in this game. I think the, the way we were set up, it, it was dependent on him nailing his position and, and getting into the midfield and then getting back. There was times in the first half, I, I can remember a few times, down that left-hand side where by him making those midfield runs, leaving Tierney a little bit exposed and the um, number seven and number four, was it Adoy and um, I forget, forget the uh, number seven's name now, um, Cabano, I think it was Cabano. He, um, they were getting some joy down that left-hand side. So that, that was a little bit tricky for him, but, Overall, in that first half, they coped well. Um, and, the, and they was growing in confidence as the game went on. Gabriel, I mean, as your first game in the Premier League, coming up against Camera, big centre forward, uh, he dealt with it well. Balls coming in over the top, he was, he was heading the balls out, he was passing, his passing was assured. Everything just seemed to be connecting. After I was uh, first five five minutes or so after I had the little scare in the beginning, everything else just seemed like he just, there was just a calm sitting and everything was just working well. So really pleased, really pleased to see the signing come in and find his feet straight away. It's not an easy thing, especially coming into Premier League and your first game is an away game. <laughs> not easy at all. So really, really happy to see that and happy for the guy. Now, most of the attack in the first half was coming down the left-hand side and like I mentioned before, with Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Aubameyang and um, Tierney working little triangles. Ainsley would tuck in, so Aubameyang would then be on the outside with Tierney feeding balls to a more vice versa where Aubameyang would then work his way in and he'd have Ainsley Maitland-Niles running beyond him on the outside. So, yeah, it was a lot of triangles and a lot of work you could see. You could you could clearly see that Arteta's been doing some drills with these guys. They've, they've got a picture in their head of what they're trying to do. And nine times out of ten in this first half, things was going to plan. But you could see there was a clear plan when they were pressing the ball. There was a clear plan in defending. The passes were going through the lines. It was looking good. There was one spell, I think, when after a few passes, ball come to Lacazette. He he did a little cheeky back heel, and then he even had a shot from midfield. It was it was nice. And then shortly after that, William gets a free kick. I think it's just outside the box on the twenty odd minute mark. And so unlucky, the puppy he fires the ball over the wall, and it just comes off the post. Oh, so close. Scoring his uh, his first goal for Arsenal. Then there was a moment where Laka passed the ball. Lacazette passed the ball to William. Um, the, the play again. The ball gets fired over towards the left hand side. Laka controls the ball and almost takes just a little bit too long with the pass. Like um, I mean it, the. The overall chance itself was offside, but you look at it and you just think, geez, like if even if you just part squared that a little bit quicker and 
and William can just have a little tap in. Then they got to review it and scrutinize whether or not it was offside. I mean, I believe it was, but at the end of the day, you just want to you want to see these chances end up in goal. So at least um, there's a decision that has to be made by the officials. But the play was good. The play was really good in the first half. I think I was just um, unlucky to still be only the goal up at the end of the day. Um, considering that Aubameyang then has a shot with another ball that's passed over the top from Xhaka. It's a really good ball, actually. It's kind of just a straight ball over the top and it falls to Aubameyang. And he has a, he has a cracking shot. Not too long before... Um, he gets he gets a yellow card for chasing down chasing down a player and closing them down and that's another thing that both of the guys were doing on on either side the Bamiang and William they were running back to their opposing player and tracking them all the way. I mean there was a few times I remember Bamiang right near his own box and um, and William as well tracking back getting the foot in, getting the ball and, and popping it back to our players so we've got the play going again. So overall, I think it's a, it's a good first half and the uh, half-time whistle comes at a time where everyone can take stock and reflect and know they've done a good job so far. Football's back. Come on, Arsenal. Now after the break, I believe most managers would be saying, look, we're a goal up. We've got a clean sheet. We're playing away. Continue pressing. Continue playing the way you're playing. Get a couple more goals. Keep a clean sheet. And we'll let's take all three points on. <laughs> and I mean, there's no better way of starting that than you coming out, you're applying pressure straight again from half time. Results in the corner. William sticks up to take the corner. And straight away, I'm just looking at. I'm looking at the box and I can just see Gabriel just lingering towards the back post, works his way towards the middle of the goal. And there's not even much movement, but you can just see him standing out amongst everyone else. Great ball into the box. Gabriel just meets it. Ball actually, I think, goes through the uh, cheeky little nutmeg. It goes through the keeper's legs, heads it down into the floor, goes through the keeper's legs, 2-0 up. I mean, come on. And then from there... It's almost like they reverted back to more of the traditional um, 3-4-3 formation with the wing-backs and everything then became about managing the game. You had um, making sure the spaces weren't too big between players, everyone closing down, working hard for each other. Um, Yeah, it was a good performance from everyone on the pitch. The guys were working for each other and that's that's what you like to see. Um, one player is making a run, you've got someone else covering him, you've got um, one player on the ball, you've got two or three players making a run, providing options for him, and it was good. Elneny and Xhaka, they, every time the either one of them were on the ball, you had at least two or three passes they could have popped off, and that's what you want, because at the end of the day, we, we all know what Xhaka and Elneny's uh, limitations are, and the more you can get the players around them to keep things simple, the easier it is going to be for them and the, and the more likely we are going to have success if they complete their passes. So everyone was doing their best and it was great to see actually. First game of the season where we haven't had that much training. I mentioned in my blog, 
Arteta said that he's only had one training session where the whole team have been present. Which, I mean, we we ended the season late because of the uh, FA Cup final. We started it early because of the Community Shield. Then had a week where you had the international break. People being given extra leave. They come back, they've got a quarantine. You haven't had that much training sessions with everyone. So you're kind of working with the same kind of formation and tactics, but I don't know. He's drilled something into them because they are not the same team. I'm looking at the organization, especially in the defense. They are not the same team. Taking more risks, and that's what you have to do if you want to be bold and play football. You've got to take risks. You've got to be willing to knock the ball about at the back and not worry about Oh, if you lose it here or there, like at the end of the day, yeah, you will every now and again, but you got you got to stick to your guns and you got to play. You got to play out from the back. And actually, I think Arsenal more than any other team are benefiting from the fact that there are no fans. Because I'd imagine if they're playing the way they're playing out the back, the fans watching that week in week out would still be nervous, and and that transmits to the players. So I think they're one of the clubs that is really benefiting from the fans not being allowed in the stadium. Now, it's a shame to say that because that's where we all want to be. We all want to be there. We all want to be watching the games. But at the moment, while we're building in confidence, while we're finding our feet, while we're getting used to playing together and everyone working for the same goals, we've got a new manager, all this stuff is new. So at the moment, this is the best time for us to be playing behind closed doors, so to speak, with no fans there. Because we can work on everything that we're doing in training. And Mikola Teta's voice is so prominent on the sidelines that the players have to listen. The players have to respond. So... It's just it's just actually really benefiting us at the moment. I mean, even speaking of um, playing out from the back, ultimately the Aubameyang goal comes from. Ping a few nice passes out from the back and then it goes out to the right-hand side, which most part of the second half, the attacks were then coming down the right-hand side with Bellerin and William stepping up and working some plays off of Elneny and then... Um, feeding the ball into Lacazette and switching the play. William was really good at switching the play, actually, when I think about it. A few times in the first half when the ball come to him and he's got his head up and he's looked for Bamiang and hit that pass, that diagonal pass, and just not too lofted with a bit of pace, just swim that Bamiang. It just allowed for him to um, work the bit of space that was opened up because everyone's gearing towards the right-hand side. And that's what happened in the second half, the ball's worked on the right-hand side. Ball gets fed to Bellerin, and Bellerin ping, pings a pass into Lacazette. Lacazette is actually fouled, and I'm looking at... He's had a couple of these fouls on him in this game, where the defender's gone touch tight on him, and he's drew the foul, but instead of the referee blowing for the free kick, he's let play play on. And William makes this dart towards the ball, which almost tells the referee, don't stop. Do not blow this whistle. And then straight away, he pings this pass across field to, to Bamiang. Bamiang just chests it. And straight away, like I, I guarantee, 
80-90% of Arsenal fans are already standing up celebrating because when you see Aubameyang cutting in onto his right foot like that and taking a shot, you know unless there's a block coming in, this is going to result in a goal. And that's exactly what happens. He rifles it in top bins. <laughs> and it's just it's just so beautiful to watch. And then sometime on after the hour mark, um, Mitrovic comes on for a camera and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, Mitrovic has played in the league before. He knows what it's about. He knows how to draw fouls. He knows how to use his body in this league. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is a good test for Gabriel. I want to see how he deals with him. And straight away, as soon as he comes on, he's, He's up there, he's getting the headers, he's getting little flick-ons, he's putting his body in, um, squaring up against holding, more so than Gabriel. But it was interesting to see how they dealt with him and the boy's done well. Again, like everything that was um, put in front of them, they dealt with it. They were get, they're getting the headers, playing out when they can, clearing it when you need to clear it, working with the uh, goalkeeper off the goal kicks, being brave with the um, one-touch passing and playing out from the back. So it was really nice to see, really nice to see them stand up to it, not letting their heads go and drop in and sticking to the game plan, play out from the back. Because ultimately, when you do that, you're going to open up more space. And that's what they kept doing. They kept playing out from the back, stretching the team, firing the ball upfield, and then... The pressure, the pressure in the second half, I'm thinking from the 70 minute onwards when, when we brought on Pepe for William. And th- it was almost like there was two or three chances that we could have had there. There was that cheeky little nutmegs going on from Ceballos, back heels, the Pepe shaping to come inside, going on the outside, firing a couple like within the six yard box. It was... um pressure was starting to build again from that second minute onwards and it and it looked like they could have got a, another couple um but credit where it's due Fulham were trying to snuff out where they could and getting the bodies in front of the ball and blocking chances so it, it was a good game it was a good game good game to get their levels up get back into the groove playing week in week out um it was an ideal game for the guys I have to say Fulham weren't really putting a foot on them. They weren't really leaving anything on them. They weren't pressuring them. They weren't hurrying them in possession. It was it was a good game for Arsenal to come back in after a few weeks and put down a mark of yeah, we're ready. We're ready for the league. I mean, there was there was one part where they were pinging the ball around. Other got a pass from Bellerin and he Bellerin come infield almost like a inverted wing back passed the ball straight to Abba I think he had Pepe on the outside of him he passed the ball to Abba and he took the touch and it looked like he was just going to round the keeper and just dink it in but he just the ball was travelling too fast and it just by the time he's tried to put it towards goal it's um there's a couple guys on the line ready to clear it away for a corner so it's a bit unlucky there but it's good play good overall play now for the remainder of the match i think they um 
there's a few like free kicks going on, a few yellow cards coming out now. Eddie Eddie comes on for Lacazette towards the 80 minute mark, uh, 85th minute mark or something like that. Um, but by then it's it's just about us managing the game. They're, they're just they're just popping passes off and yeah, just really just really coasting to um, to get the three points, which is it's nice to say because it's not always the way with Arsenal, but it's nice when you can manage the game like that without having a scare, without having your keeper under too much pressure, had too much shots. I mean, when I think about what Leno was faced against, apart from that first chance in the first half, I can't recall too many times where Leno was being tested. There was a few that was coming down the throat, nothing either side of him, nothing really to trouble him too much, which... You can't really, um, you can't fool, you can't knock too much. Yeah, everyone played well. Everyone played really well. I mean, first game of the season, three goals scored, clean sheet, away win. Your new boys settling in well. William just looks comfortable as William should. But Gabriel came in, and I, I swear he must have only had one, if not at most two training sessions and he's come in to the Premier League after not playing football for so long and he just looked comfortable. I mean, there's going to be bigger, bigger tests down the road, especially as I'm looking at what Liverpool in a few, in a few weeks' time. So there's definitely going to be bigger tests for him. But for your first game, what more could you ask for? He was my man of the match. I think he actually got man of the match. It was close call, actually. I was looking at it and I was thinking... Either Gabriel or Willian could take man in the match here because Willian had a hand in a couple of the goals. His overall play was good. Like I said, he was his passing was assured and confident. Um, but Gabriel, for me, coming in, his first game, keeping a clean sheet, scoring a header, and dealing with pretty much everything that was coming at you, he's a defender that I think, in time, we're going to look at and say... Why has it taken us so long to get another one of these defenders? Because he looks like he enjoys defending, which we don't really get those type of players. We get the players that want to, they want to defend every now and again, but their their mind is on going forward. Whereas he looks like a player who likes defending. And it's rare that we get one of those. And I think we've got one in him. And it'll be interesting to see how he beds him in with Saliba as well to come in. Um, it might be forced a little bit, actually, with the David Luiz situation where he can't play. I imagine he's going to have to get close to playing the centre-back pairing that he wants to earlier than what he probably would have planned, which means we might actually be able to go back to a back four quicker than what he might have planned, which might be a good thing. But um, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see on that one. I know I prefer us playing with a back four get the extra body in midfield, a bit more of a creative body further forward from Sabias and Xhaka, so at least you've got more for the strikers to feed off. Because in this game, although I do like seeing Aubameyang wide, there was times in the first half when he had he had chalk on his boots. Like he was, There was times when I was thinking, mate, now as you go outside and let Aubameyang come in, please, because we need him just that little bit closer to goal. And... It wasn't really the case on the right-hand side because William was coming in, but then he was 
drifting out when when it needed just to suck the defense out but it must all be part of the game plan and it worked first half looked like it was full of the game plan lads and we'll get the three points second half was managed game now we, you don't you done the hard work you've done what we needed to do now let's manage the game and that's what the boys did to the team okay that's it for the first part now i'm going to take a little break here grab a drink and then I'll kick off part two. Okay, now, in the future, I'd like to take this time to hear from some of you guys out there, answer some questions, go through anything Arsenal-related, and really get to know some of you guys out there who share some of the same passion and get your opinions, hear what you have to say. However, being the first podcast, I'll take this time to go through the player ratings so, starting with the goalkeeper, Leno, like I said, did a good save at the beginning of the game. Not really worked too much. Um, pulled off a couple good saves. Assured in passing, I would give him a 7. Then moving on to the defenders, got Kieran Tierney on the left-hand side. I think he got through quite a lot of work going up and down that left-hand flank. Like I said, there was a couple times when he was exposed, um, but he coped well he got his body in the way of things when he needed to he made some good tackles I'll give Tierney a seven as well then you got Gabriel like I said he's my man of the match I think he dealt with things after that first little wobble after the first couple of minutes five minute mark but after that got his head down started playing the passes where he needed to play him just kept it simple um winning his headers, went up the other end, scored a goal, kept a clean sheet. In my man and match, I'll give him a nine. Then moving on to Rob Holding, good, good in defence as well. Um, wasn't troubled too much. Like, I mean, come on, these guys are going to find themselves in a lot more difficult situations over the course of the season. This Fulham team, first game up in the Premier League after being promoted, they weren't tested as much as they will be in the weeks to come, so let's not get too ahead of ourselves with the results, but you can only play against what's in front of you, so Rob Holden, I'll give him a 7. Then with the wing backs, Ainsley Maitland-Niles stuck to his task, a little bit quieter in the uh, second half if I think about it. It was the game plan. He um, tucked in, tucked in more on the on the second half and um, helped TNE out, so he wasn't exposed as much. So he had a good solid game. Again, another player that I really don't want us to sell. He's he's proven himself quite useful to the team. He can play in a number of positions. He can get up and down. He's got good motor on him. Like he can play the passes. I mean, you put him on either side of the pitch, and he's doing a job. And it's it's not just like a a bit part job. He's 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 a utility man. You can use him, and he's doing a good job in each of the positions. So solid game from him. I'll give him a seven as well. Then moving on to the right hand side with Bellerin. He's a player now. There's I know there's a bit of speculation about him, and whether we keep him or not, I have no idea. But He's a player for me that I can see is coming back from a bad injury 
and it's taking its time. With each game, he's getting minutes under his belt and he's looking better and better. Now, we're still not seeing the Bellerin that first burst onto the scene, but we are seeing a player that is maturing with each game. He's, he's finding the passes and he's being more progressive with the ball. Now, the key for me here is what happens when Pepe comes back into the team because when I look at them two play together, the relationship isn't the best passing-wise. Bellerin always comes in and never looks outside of him or, or plays the early pass that I think Pepe is looking for. And the ball ultimately then goes to him when he's got his back towards the defender and it has to get knocked back to Bellerin. And then it gets worked and recycled through the midfield. Now, whether or not they've had more time to work on something, I don't know. But at the moment, Bellerin's performances seem to be gradually picking up bit by bit. So, I mean, it sounds like I'm giving most players a seven here. But, I mean, again, yeah, he played well. Gets a seven from me. Then into the midfield, you got Xhaka. Now, Xhaka, I think he's I think he's another player that under Arteta has been playing well. Arteta realises what he's good at, what he's not good at, and knows, okay, you, you put an assured passer alongside him where his head's not going to get flustered. And he, nine times out of ten, he will have a decent game. And I think that's what he's had here again today. He's had a decent game, putting his body in about not really troubled too much. Holland team weren't really pressing as much, so it allowed him and Elna any chance to pop the passes off and feel assured in the midfield area. So, yeah, I give Shaka. Hmm, I give Shaka seven. Elneny a seven. That no one was really tested too much I had to work under pressure so it's all assured performances from those guys in the field area then moving on to the the forward line now I was a bit surprised actually let me just say with um, Lacazette playing I thought Eddie and Ketty would have been started lucky Eddie's been playing in the preseason games he then went to England's unders and scored a trick in one game and I think a goal in another game. Eddie's looking in really good form, so I was a bit surprised that he wasn't starting. But that being said, Lacazette's come in, and he's had a good performance. He's, he's, he's dropping deep, he's receiving the ball, he's holding the play up, he's pinging the passes left and right for either Bamiang or Willian. Like, he's, he, he was having a decent game. Um, had a couple chances, a couple times when he could have played the ball a little bit quicker, or... Um, been a little bit neater with his passing, but overall, for, like I said, first game back, can't fault him too much. Um, I'll give him a seven. A Bamiang, I'll give him an eight. I think when you've got someone of this quality in this team, that you're giving him half chances and he's turning it into a goal. He's, run, he's running in behind his movement. He's he's dribbling at players. It's it's up there, and once you swing the ball out to him, you know he's gonna do something positive with it. 
nine times out of ten. Now, the chance that he buries into the top corner, there's a few players that are going to do that, and he is one of them. He is really top draw. Now, I just want to see Arsenal announce that he's signed, and I don't care what money it's on, how long it's for, like two, three, I don't care. Just announce that he's signed, and that we ain't got to worry about it for any longer, because this guy is too good to be going in to second, third, fourth game of the season, still not signed. I'm telling you, we need to get just announce it. Arsenal just announce it. And last but not least, then we move on to William. And like I said, it was really tough between him and Gabriel, who was going to be my man of the match. And for me, Gabriel just tipped it. But I give William an eight. Because he's working the midfield, he's tracking back when needed, he's pinging the passes to the guys close to him, he's over the top balls, switching play, um, he's had a part to play in the first goal, he takes the corner for the second goal, and then he pings the ball across field for the third goal. What more can you ask for on your debut for the club? So William, for me, gets a solid eight, and could could have been higher, but yeah, just needed that, that, I mean, if he scored that goal off the free kick, then yeah, definitely, hands down, would have been man of the match for me. Okay, that's your lot. That wraps it up for episode one. As I said, you can follow us on T-H-E Arsenal Cast. That's T-H-E Arsenal Cast. I am Silent Noise, and you can get in touch on Twitter. On Instagram, you can email us at theacast at gmail.com. Send your questions, send any talking points, anything at all, and I'll discuss it on the show. And um, yeah, join me again next week, or after the next game. Until then, through harmony equals victory. <laughs>